the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Enjoying a real comfortable life. All new Money 2.0. Weekdays 6 to 7 p.m. On AM 1220 KDOW. A black on the Bay Area's business leader. 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black, and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, retirement, love, sex, power, politics, whatever is your topic du jour, which is French for topic with turkey and gravy on the side and something else. Por favor. Dos veces, por favor. Vos Rancheros. Um, what do we have to talk about today? Okay, 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 okay. We got plenty to talk about today. It's pre-turkey day, which basically means I'm on cruise control. Happy Groundhog Day. Thanksgiving is upon us. And yet, it's Groundhog Day, because it's more of the same haven't we been through these motions before? Oh, good morning. Oh, let's talk fiscal cliff. Oh, let's see. Oh, Europe looks bad with Greece. Ah, oh, Israel and uh, Hamas don't like each other. We've been here again and again and again and again. So the best thing I can do to tell you is like max out your 401k, 403b, 457. Have some stocks that you want to buy as a list, always. Don't be shy about knowing what you want. Work it, work it, work it, work it, as far as investment ideas. And know that this thing takes time. I wish it were a little bit easier than that, but it's not. There's some big stories out there today, of course, we'll talk about that, and more like John Deere. But again, jobless claims were ruined by Hurricane Sandy Duncan, sponsored by Wheat Thins. Continuing belief that bad news is good news. This time next year, we'll have more jobs created. We'll be pleased with where we are. Fiscal cliff will play itself out. The world won't come to an end. Europe will continue to thrash for another three or four years, the world won't come to an end. China will start improving their growth with new leadership. The world won't change for the worst or better. Chrysler's adding 1,200 jobs at three U.S. plants for picking up a business of pickups. They delivered 1.38 million cars and light trucks this year. So them bringing on jobs tells us that like a rock, you and I want to shop. We're going to shop till we drop. We're going to buy, 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 buy. Orange juice features are down. Sell, 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 sell. Consumers are spending money. 
They're buying cars. My home loan that I refinanced last year, that saves me about six to $8,000 a year. My other one that I refinanced that pays off my house and saves me an interest during the long term. It's a rental, so it's okay to pay off. <sighs> it also lowered my payment, but where do I go from here? Where do I go from here now that all of my children have grown up? Where do I go from here? Oh, it's a Thanksgiving trade. The day before and after Thanksgiving combined have seen only 12 losses in the last 59 years. Happy Fat Turkey Day. Oh, we're having lamb? Bitter. Bitter, bitter. I'm bitter like, uh, you know who's bitter to me? Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. He always looks bitter. He's like, ah, we tried, we played a hacker football game, but we didn't win. Came up short. I'm bitter. He's got those yellow teeth. Dude, you're worth billions. Get some new choppers or dye those things. John Deere, the world's largest agricultural equipment maker. They and Caterpillar. You know what fantasy I have about getting on a Caterpillar and going up and down 101? And just driving. Going 20 miles an hour up and down 101 at a big rig Caterpillar. Good God, man. I know you're saying, that's so much testosterone, you wouldn't be able to handle it. I wouldn't be able to handle it. The truth I can handle. Testosterone, up and down 101 on a John Deere or, or cat. Oh, it would be a fantasy of mine. So any of you in the world of construction want to let me up and uh, steal a Caterpillar and drive it and take it off site? Like, I don't want to, like, pick up dirt. Like, oh, be a good boy and, like, put it in reverse and go 10 feet. No, I, I want to I, I go motor in it. So I do you a favor. I help get you to retirement. You do me a favor and help feed my fantasies, my childhood fantasies. So John Deere had an okay quarter. You know what they said? Europe is down 5%. China's okay, but South America up 10%. Livestock and dairy industry is hurt by the worst drought in five decades offset. Continued strength and demand for large equipment such as high, high horsepower tractors. We keep making babies. It's an epidemic. Do you think we're going to have to put food in those babies' mouths? I think we will. Thus, John Deere. Thus, the cat. Los Gatos. I know you're saying that's really not what it means. Like San Diego doesn't mean Wells hoo-ha. I get you. I know what it means. I'm no dummy. I've visited Milopitas once or twice in my life. Anyhow, when we make babies, we have to feed babies. And most of our feed comes from grains. And most of our grains need to be tractored. And who makes tractors? Basically, John Deere and Caterpillar. Would I buy those two stocks? I would. Okay, let's play a game. Let's look back in time. Forty years. Would you have been better off buying John Deere or not better off? Knowing that it pays a 2% dividend yield, which in the last 10 years, that's pretty good. If you had bought this back in 1982, you would have paid $3.33. And then in 1985, it was worth $3.42. So for three years, it did nothing but pay its dividend. And then it goes five years later up to 880, more than doubles. 
up into 95. It goes all the way up to 10 from 8, up 25%. And then in 2000, it's up to 18. Why am I whispering? I don't know. So up 80% in those five years. From 2000 to 2005, it marches up to 29. I don't know the math on that one, but it's good. 2005, it's up to 57, and now it's up to 85, 82. Every five-year period, it was up except for its first three. Are you with me against me on John Deere? You still think it's going to play out that way? I do. I think the next 40 years will be good to companies like John Deere, to Caterpillar, to Disney, to Nike. Doesn't mean that every five-year period is going to be up, but... I'd rather accumulate that one than not accumulate it. And yeah, there's going to be the rise of Komatsu. But I'd still rather have American-made steel. Okay, I'm going to need some help today, which means you're going to have to call me. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. This is Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. We'll take a break here. We'll come back in Uno Momenteros on Rob Black and your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm pretty easy about that. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's not be shy. Let's talk to each other today. Wish me a happy Thanksgiving. Be nice to me. I'll be nice to you. I'll share you an email where I eviscerate someone, if you'd like. Get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers and see how we're doing today. Uh, let's see. I keep pulling up my old John Deere quotes. SP 500 up two. The Nasdaq's up eight. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 16. Joining me now, certified financial planner Chad Burton. Chad, one of the things I want to talk about today is, is making a will. Uh, we get a lot of questions on when do I need a will? When do I need a trust? Can I use LegalZoom? Let's open up the can of worms. What's your thoughts on wills? Well, you already have a will. That's true. Wait. The state writes one for you. <laughs> so it says that if you die, it's going to go to your next of kin. Um, it says that if you don't have a will and you go through probate, even if you have a will, it's just a letter to the court on what you know what the probate courts are going to do. And if you go through probate, there is a state-mandated amount in California on how much the attorneys are supposed to charge. Okay. And it's very expensive. So well, wait, wait, before we go there, you say I already have a will. Let's say I don't have a wife. Mm-hmm. And let's say I die and I've got two brothers. Is everything split equally amongst my two brothers? Is it is it equal or not equal? Like I work in a lot of different states, but a lot of states it's either going to go to your parents if they're alive. Okay. And if the parents aren't alive, then it goes to your brother, your siblings. Okay. So okay. this can get messy quickly because yeah. I don't I don't like one of my brothers. Exactly. So and there's nothing you can do about it at that point if you haven't done anything. So you it's know, like, a lot it's like the Civil War. It's brother against brother. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. I, I digress. You, I think you want to create that civil war thing when you die. That's that's. You'd like to look down and watch that. I think I, it, there is some calamity. <laughs> or look up. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. There is calamity when people die. On uh, people fight over the money, and people get really greedy, and people get. You know, you can be a, a mean spouse by giving money to one of your kids and not the other, mm-hmm. and you can you know exclude your wife. Like there's some mean things you can do in a will and trust. Don't yeah. Do 
Well, look, I mean, doing a will is still going to put you through probate. So the point of avoiding probate, especially in a very expensive probate state like California, is doing a living trust. And when you do a living trust, you end up with a will, a power of attorney, and a health care directive. So if you're not, if you don't have enough money to spend the twenty-five to forty-five hundred bucks that it takes to get a living trust done, then fine, go to some sort of a, a legal site and get that done. And the most important documents so that you're going to end up with, though, are going to be the power of attorney. So who steps in and handle your fi- handles your finances if you get disabled? Okay. That's more likely than if, it's more likely that you're going to spend some time disabled than die early. Okay. And also, a will doesn't have anything to do with what you say on your 401k beneficiaries. So if all of your assets are in a 401k and you've named your ex-girlfriend as the beneficiary, that's who is going to get your money despite what your will says because the beneficiary designation on your 401ks and your life insurance supersedes the will. That's interesting to say. Like, for instance, let's just recap that and say it out loud. Let's say I forgot to update my 401k paperwork and it does go to a girlfriend. Would my wife get it before the girlfriend does or it does go to the girlfriend? Your your spouse has the ability to, because you're married, yeah. go in and, and claim rights. If there's a beneficiary designation on there, to half of the assets. Okay. Okay. But not necessarily all of them. Interesting. So a lot of people end up doing an estate plan where they get a living trust, right? And especially when they go to the seminar type, which are kind of jacked up. You don't you don't want to go to a seminar and end up with a living trust. You want to sit with multiple meetings with the attorney and get a living trust. And if you get a living trust, but you don't title your house in it, you don't change your beneficiaries on your life insurance and your retirement accounts, you essentially still don't have a financial plan or an estate plan. Okay. There's there's several steps that you have to take. That's why it's a good idea to get a financial plan first, right? And then go through the process of the estate planning so that you can look at your plan. How how extensive do you need your estate planning documents to be? What are you going to be worth, you know, 30 years from now? And it's something you probably want to update every 5 years. I would say two because of the um the amount of changes that we're seeing in the estate tax law. Okay. I mean, there's been drastic changes. Um right now there's only a state tax for people that are worth over $5 million. That could drop down to a million in 2013. So there's constant change in the state tax law. So every two years, because typically within a two-year period, you have life-changing events, either another kid or if you're older, maybe um, one child gets married and you want to protect. You, you don't like the spouse, and yeah. you want to make sure that they have no way to, to get those assets. So you might leave that child's share in a trust that's protected from lawsuits, that's protected from divorce, those types of things. We're running out of time, but generally speaking, you want to trust if you own a house in California. You want to trust if you're worth how much money? Really, if, if, you, if you own real estate, that's, that's one reason why I want to trust because of the probate costs. And then really, if it's a matter of you have taxable accounts that are over about 100000 it's okay. kind of a no-brainer to, to do one. Okay. But if you don't care about what happens after you die, then don't do anything. Classic. It, it doesn't Classic. do a lot for you while you're alive. Yeah. It does a lot for your kids and your family. Classic Chad Burton there. Certified financial planner Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Roberto Negro. A Doleros. Amazon's one of those companies that I watch this time of the year. Apple's been in a dive for a month. Amazon's been in a dive for a month. But I buy Amazon for the long term. They do something that kind of bothers me. I love their story. And this Forrest Gump once told me, that's a great story, and you tell it so well. They don't really focus on the now. And as an investor, you want some focus on the now. You don't want it all to be about the future. 
you want to be able to figure out, can they be profitable? How profitable? How much debt? How much cash? How much revenue? How much cash per share do they have? Total cash, total debt, book value. Like they'll say, and we're going to open up business so that we can manufacture the product in your house. And you're like, whoa, that's awesome. I could order a comic book and you'll hire an illustrator to come to my house. And you're like, that sounds expensive. I mean, they're a really cutting-edge company. They've done things that wow me. Their Kindle is a success. They regularly tout how the Kindle's top-selling item on their site, even though they don't tell you how much. You could say that the Kindle led Apple to launch the iPad Junior or iPad Mini. The tablets are doing well overall. They're getting us to subscribe, like my first beer of the month that I ever did. They're getting us to subscribe to stuff. You get discounts. You get free standard shipping. So Amazon's a company I study, but it's really tough for me to invest in. In the end, they're a retailer, a retailer that I trust. But their focus isn't always on profits as much so on growth. So on one hand, if I do invest, I'm going to underinvest until I see proof of the growth. I'll get my foot in the door. This is Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Back in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Consumer sentiment falling, bit of a mess. Tesla's going to raise the price of its Model S. Tesla revealed plans to raise price of its Model S through a message board on its website. The entry-level price for Model S is about $49,900. That's after a tax credit. They didn't really give us a lot of detail. They're trying to get themselves cash flow positive because people like me burn the company. Hey, love their cars. They're stylish as hell. One way they can get better cash flow, and again, they manufacture something. Whether it's stylish as hell or if it's a gadget, they manufacture, and you have to be profitable. As an investor, you, people like me look at you and say, make some revenue. Show me where the, the sizzle of the story is. And then at some point in time, show me where the sizzle of the steak. Show me the steak. So they're going to announce a Model S price increase in the near future. They're un, un they're under-manufacturing vehicles, i.e. there's a strong demand. So, eh. Eh. I don't know. I need some emails today. 800-516-1220 is the phone number. Emails rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. I got an email recently from a guy who couldn't have been more financially slow if he tried. And I find that interesting. A guy who bought a private REIT, he paid 15% for the right to buy a private REIT. Someone was hawking this private REIT. He ultimately got 7% for a couple years. For about a year, not consistently. The stock did nothing. The private equity did nothing. It came out 
sideways. So he got, in his mind, a 7% return. But how much risk does he put himself at? Private REITs basically stand for private equity, venture capital. You're giving someone money to go develop real estate, to go put it into real estate. You're giving someone your capital. I would much rather you buy a publicly traded real estate investment trust that's already established and generating cash flow. When you get money back from private REIT, you're getting other investors' money or your own money back. You're not getting a profitable business. Most of these deals end up failing, not working out. It's venture capital. Anyone under a million dollars really shouldn't be in it. A private REIT is for risky people. Hedge funds are private equity investors. They go out and get your money, and then they invest it for you. A hedge fund may put investments in 10 startup companies, of which nine will fail completely. And the deal will be worth zero. But the one that hits will be a home run. And the world of private equity that works out for you. The average investor should not be buying private equity REITs in no way, shape, or form. It's not a way of diversifying your portfolio. It's a way of adding risk to your portfolio for the average investor. Once you're worth a million dollars, absolutely. If you want to take some of your your speculative money, fine. In the last year, this fool Paul thinks that he did well by getting a 7% return even though Vanguard's REIT index gave you a 14.5% return and a 2.3% dividend yield, 3.2% dividend yield. Real rate of return over 18%. And yet, he's like, I did fine. He hasn't even gotten all of his money out of it yet. So he doesn't know he's done fine. So most people don't understand what they're buying. They don't understand at the same time, he's already paid 15%. So to get 7% back for his 15% investment fees, he's not ahead. Be very, very cautious of anyone selling private REITs and annuities. Private REITs, according to FINRA, which is an insurance regulatory commission, are not for average people. They shouldn't be marketed to average people. They're a great way for the marketer to make a big, fat commission, a huge commission of up to 15%. I'm not saying all private REITs are bad. I'm saying Paul's an idiot. He doesn't know what he invested in. But that won't stop him. People sometimes will believe what they want to believe. They They'll only hear what they want to hear. To get your calls on the air, 800-516-1220. Chris Christie, his popularity surged to a 67% favorable. He hasn't said whether or not he'll seek re-election next year. Record high favorability rating following his response to Superstorm Sandy. 67% of voters like him, up from 48% a month earlier. 
Christie's embrace President Barack Obama with less than a week before November 6th showed needed cooperation by bipartisanship amongst two leaders. And it's clearly what America says, you know, hey, we're going to push Christie's approval rating way higher because we like that. What we like is leaders. What we hate is egomaniacs. What do you want to talk about today? You tell me. We talk retail. Black Friday. We talk investing. Talk about Best Buy. Best Buy is offering a crazy iPad discount. For today only, you can get your hot little hands on an iPad 3, 50 bucks off, get a 75 gift card. So a 64 gigabyte Wi-Fi model that costs you $649 with 32 gigabytes, it's going to run you 549 That's pretty impressive. So you can go to Best Buy's website and do it. If you're in the world of shopping for it, now's the time to do it. It's got the breakthrough right on display. I own shares of iPad, and trust me, I'm not pushing you in any way, shape, or form. But I'm, what I'm telling you is Best Buy is offering a crazy deal. That's how desperate they are. Elmoy, Elmoy, Elmo. Sometimes I watch uh, Sesame Street. Elmo, toy maker, Hasbro responds to underage sex scandal surrounding the kid's character. The recent underage sex scandal involving Kevin Clash, the longtime voice of Elmo on Sesame Street, provided plenty of funny fodder about the popular Hasbro Tickle Me Elmo toy for late-night comedians. So Clash resigned. He's like, you know what? This crap that you people are giving me, like, I don't need it. So the guy voiced him, quit. The puppeteer quit. But Hasbro is saying, you know what? We're standing by our furry red doll and it's famous. He, he, he. Actually, I know someone that does an Elmo impression. That's crazy. Elmo is going to remain an integral part of Sesame Street. The Laugh Out Loud doll retails for thirty nine ninety nine. It's the latest version of the nineteen ninety six popular toy. It is telling you something interesting this year that the popularity of the iPad for children and apps for children. starting to usurp the traditional toys that children would have. Barbie's being pushed aside for Angry Birds. To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Don't forget, you can always tweet me, Rob Black Show. You can email me, Rob, at robblack.com. I'm talking all things financial this morning, money investing, and more. Taking a look at the economic data today, it's okay. Nothing crazy. Deer was okay. It was weak, but it was okay. Salesforce.com reported third quarter profit, where revenues came in ahead of expectations. Profit was a little bit ahead of expectations, but not, not glorious. Analysts right now are concerned whether Salesforce can maintain its rapid growth rate amid increasing competition. Time Warner, media giant, announced a new five-year employment agreement with CEO Jeff Bukies. 
Buki, buki, buki. Zale, where you go buy a cheap diamond if you want to impress your girlfriend who's not impressed with expensive diamonds. They've seen their business improve this year on higher prices, better inventory, and new products. Zale remained in the red for the third consecutive quarter. HP, still out there. Fallout from the autonomy deal. Autonomy was destroyed by mismanagement. HP, so says their ex-CEO. Yesterday, HP said that there is they bought fraud. They bought lies. Chipotle has added another $100 million to $100 million share buyback. The company's already bought back $40 million in shares under that previous buyback. Walmart is going to see protesters outside their stores for Black Friday. I don't think it's going to slow people down. It's about Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Because you look so AM 1220 they're two storied franchises. It's like the old Steelers versus the Cowboys. Two storied franchises. They've got a combined 1,688 victories. 15 national championships between them in the past 70 years. Notre Dame would have a perfect record if they were to meet. Alabama is seeking its second straight bowl championship series title in third and four seasons. My bet would be that Alabama wins 70 to 0. I know you're saying, see, I just pissed someone off there. And then, oh no, that, oh no, that, Notre Dame would win. Oh no, y'all wrong about that. I saw Rudy. So, Nevada Gaming Control Board doesn't track. I'm going to go get in my car and run you over. So the Nevada Gaming Control Board doesn't track the total amount bet on individual college football games. But it might drop between 20 and $25 million in in-state wagers. The founder of Las Vegas-based handicapping information website, pregame.com. The game would pull in $2 billion in betting. Stop and think about that for a couple minutes. Like when I first read that, I had to say, I had to, say to myself, that's $2 million, right? That's what you probably heard. That's probably what I said, too. Notre Dame can clinch a spot in the title game with a victory. Coming up in three days against USC. Oh, that's no, that's no gimme. USC has won nine of the past ten meetings with the Fighting Irish. When you say fighting Irish, don't you kind of think drunk and belligerent? Like, shouldn't that be part of their title, too? I know you're saying, oh, boy, you just you just upset a certain part of the country. Keep in mind, I got some Scottish background, so I'm not really going out on the limb there. USC is going to be without starting quarterback Matt Barkley because of a shoulder injury. Notre Dame's favored by six and a 
half of Resty. I wouldn't have thought that, but again, that tells you I don't know Squadoodle. Oh no, did you just say a bad word? No, I said Squadoodle. For Alabama to have a chance to defend its BCS title, the Crimson Tide needs a win against their rival Auburn. Auburn's awful, three and eight. And then a victory against SEC championship game in Atlanta on December one. So they're no gimme. Alabama coach Nick Saban, who looks like a smoker. You ever say that about people? They look leathery, and you're like, he looks like a smoker. And I don't even know if he is or isn't. I once dated an old piece of leather. And yes, she was a smoker. The national championship was at stake in 1973 at the Sugar Bowl Showdown. Air Parsegan's Notre Dame squad won 24-23 against Alabama team coach by Paul Bear Bryant. It was a game that featured six lead changes. The schools met again in the following postseason with Notre Dame defeating Alabama 13-11 in the Orange Bowl. You got two schools with long, storied franchises and fantastic fan bases. It would be an interesting weekend in Vegas, is what I'll tell you. And yeah, you'd probably see some drunken belligerent Irish going up against some of the inbreds from Alabama. Keep in mind, my parents are from Alabama, so I'm allowed to bust on it. How can you tell us? A rich family in Alabama? They got two trucks up on concrete blocks. Okay, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go with poor people in Alabama. It's a poor, poor state. When your state song is dueling banjos, you're in a poor state. Everyone knows the words of dueling banjos in Alabama. That's how popular it is. So that's where we are now. Like, notice... I can talk for a whole five minutes about a football game because no one cares about Wall Street right now. The obesity gene that we keep hearing about, it's heavily tied towards a hyperactive uh, hyperactive uh, mouth gland. <laughs> Try to come up with something funny. It just isn't there. But the obesity gene actually may shield against depression. I've got depression in my family, not on my side, but on the other side. Um, I've got cancer in my family. I've got diabetes in my family. So it's something you always have to think about. Everyone knows I married a Playboy model. I like to bring it up on occasion because it's good for the resume. And she had clinical depression, manic depression in her family. And it should have been a sign like, be careful. Later after less than a year, she tells me that she was institutionalized for a period of her life. I was like, you probably should do that pre-wedding. It brings up a great question, right? Like, what rights should we all have and or not? Like in the 90s, when you dated, you had to give a blood test. You had to. There was just so little knowledge. So, I hate Greek yogurt. 
I hate Greek New Age musician Yanni. Just throwing it out there. It's going to be a couple years before I forgive that whole nation. At some point in time, I'll go to their beaches, because they're some of the best beaches in the world. But I still hate Greece. Get out of the Euro already. Yanni, I need you to run for, for President Day and get Greece out of the Euro. I hate Yanni. He's my enemy. Dow up 25, NASDAQ down fractions, SP 500 up fractions. We're getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you. At 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in to Rob Black and Your Money. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk financial issues left. We can talk financial issues right. There's plenty of them out there. Retailers, for instance, big part of Black Friday. I know you're saying, but it's only Wednesday. Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday. I think they're killing themselves. There's an arms race. There is no detente. It was a tough year this year. Walmart offered doorbuster deals on toys. I've seen Christmas decorations up for two to three weeks already, the day after Halloween. Macy's and Best Buy opened at midnight. Like last year, Walmart opened at 10. 10! I come into work this morning and people have lovingly cooked turkey, white meat, dark meat, mashed potatoes, gravy. James Fletcher. James Fletcher made cranberry meatballs. Like, how sweet. People are loving. And that's what I think Thanksgiving should be about. Look, I have no heart. I love that roughly 50% of Americans think Christmas should be canceled. I think it's probably about the gifts. Seriously, I have everything I need. But this year, retailers have done ever earlier Black Friday deals. And in the long run, it's going to raise their costs. The holiday shopping season is ultimately a zero-sum game now. People spend what they're going to spend. The broad category of department stores and other retailers, such as clothing, that make up department stores like sales, fetched about 21% of their total sales last year, November, December. The share was the same in 2010, 2009, 2008. It's down slightly through the year from 23% a decade ago. But you offer us discounts on clothes, take them. You offer them three weeks before Thanksgiving, we'll take them. Retailers that pushed up Black Friday sales last year captured market share by doing so. But those gains are temporary. They're whittled away as competitors follow suit. In the end, it doesn't really matter. Retailers may find that all the Black Friday shifts have really achieved is higher costs. Getting employees to come in earlier. Getting employees to come in on Thanksgiving. 
Thanksgiving, getting employees angry at them. What do employees do when they're angry? They steal. I know you're saying, do you have any proof to back that up? I don't. But it sounded too good not to say it, right? Should you have Ten Commandments for Black Friday? Named after me? I know you're saying, do it in your biblical voice. Thou shalt not spend more than you have. Set a spending limit. I know you're saying, that's the worst biblical voice I've ever heard. Set a spending limit. Can you do it? I can't. See, I got more money than I need. So I'm giddy. I'm like, I want a jumpy house, I buy a jumpy house. And then I regret it later, but I have it. And then you're saying, why do you have a jumpy house? Because I think there should be adult toys for adults. And you're saying adult toys are defined a different way. I understand that. But I still think there should be adult toys. I don't do LSD, but I think there should be a, a land called LSD land where adults can go and do an amusement park on whatever drug of their, of their choice. I know you're saying, that's a great idea. I'm going to steal that concept. It's called Disneyland. Thou shall not utilize mobile apps. No, thou shalt utilize mobile apps. So I can't even do my own Ten Commandments right. There's good sites out there. Google Shopper, Snip Snap, Shop Savvy. These apps both have websites as well as apps. And yeah, you're annoying. And you, who's you? When I go shopping, I see people on their cell phones. I'm like, talk to each other. Thou shall map out your shopping route. Try to get deals close to each other so you don't spend all day shopping. Um, I so don't get. If anyone could explain this to me, why are people camping out for Black Friday? Have they not heard of the internet and/or get to the store? Three minutes early. Get hydrated. Maximize shopping by bringing your own sustenance. 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 Um, so bring a bottle of water, i.e. a canteen. Don't buy stuff at the food court. Generally speaking, choose the right lane. Those of you who have 20 items in the 12 items or fewer line, in my world, you're executed. I'm a hardcore justice kind of guy. Don't flip out. People flip out. When you're doing your Black Friday shopping, don't flip out. I'll tell you when to flip out. Don't kill someone over a deal. Don't, don't punch them in the face. Okay, now flip out. Flip out. Now, 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 now. Flip out. If you got kids, bring some entertainment for them so they don't go. Because then you're going to start flipping out. So bring entertainment for the kids. Bring entertainment for you because you're going to be waiting in line. Have manners. Anyone that's working on Black Friday or Thanksgiving, say, Thanks for working today. I appreciate it. Sorry you're not with your family right now. Getting drunk like my uncle. Have manners. Thank these people. Anyone that ever brings me food, cooks me food, any waiter, waitress, host, hostess, I always say thank you. 
I appreciate your work today. Is that too much to ask? Enjoy yourself. I myself refuse to shop on Black Friday because even though I am Scrooge, Okay, I just lost. I had some turkey this morning. Some people from work brought in turkey, and I'm just, I'm ready to go to bed. Can we go to break a minute early? Like now? Can we play a lot of music here? Please focus on the show. Focus on the show. I got more for you. Don't worry. You don't need to get all freaky deaky on me. Not like I'm not prepared for this Thanksgiving pre holiday show. I put a lot of hard work and effort into this. And you're saying, where? Um, I'm getting the Starbucks espresso machine. Because I want to be that kind of cool. Just so everyone knows, I'm getting it. So when chicks come by, they'll say, you got the Starbucks espresso machine. I'll be, yeah. I don't even like espressos. That's the beauty of me. But did you know Three out of four people make up 74% of people. Three out of four people make up 75% of people. That's crazy. 24% of homes are equipped with a single cup coffee machine. Sales of single serve coffee pods, 1.8 billion a year, an almost five fold increase from 380 million in 2010. I love single cup brewing. I think those of you who make pots of coffee, you're ghetto, you're beneath me. You're plebeians. Get out of my way. I will. I will dominate. This is Rob Black, your money on the Wall Street business. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. We're taking a look in Benicia where an accident has the right lane block on eastbound 780 right at Military West. On AM 1220 KDOW. And iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, you can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. You can tweet me, Rob Black Show. You can Facebook, find me, Cron, Rob Black, that's K-R-O-N, Rob Black. You can find me on the corner um, with a megaphone, YouTube, Rob Black Show. So, Reach out. Reach out and touch someone. Call up and just say hi. Or tweet me. And I will not give out my personal tweet address. But it's probably something like proletariatrobblack.com. Um, uh, take a look at the market numbers. I've gotten away from market numbers. I've been focused on Amazon and coffee. Someone needs to buy me a Starbucks for a smoke coffee machine. Not like as a gift. Yeah, as a gift. Not not like you have to do it as a subscription service, for the best financial radio show ever, but as a gift. So uh, buy me a coffee machine. That's all I ask for. To show that you love me, because I hate Black Friday. I'm you. I'm a plebeian heart. The Communist Manifesto changed my life. The SP 500 up, fractions, and NASDAQ up four. And next segment, I'm going to tell you how high the markets can go next year. Dow's up 31. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Chad, one of the biggest, most successful investors of all time, Warren Buffett. And a lot of people like to quote Warren Buffett, you know, kind of like be like Michael Jordan, be like Warren Buffett in investing is the whole idea. Do you have any favorite phrases by Warren Buffett? 
Favorite phrases by Warren Buffett. I'm not a guy that really kind of holds on to the the phrase idea, but you know he has a lot of fra- phrases that make you want to buy things when everybody else doesn't want to buy them. For instance, right. pain today, gain tomorrow. Right, is something that's attributed to him. Never now, was he buy when there's blood on the streets. Is that I don't see, know. I'm awful with quotes. Yeah, yeah, I can remember tax code, but I can't remember quotes. I mean, look, the, the thing about Warren Buffett is he's the kind of guy that likes to invest in what he can understand. Which is another phrase that he has, never invest in a business you can't understand. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I know it's in there somewhere. So he wants it simple like McDonald's because you, know, you eat at McDonald's. He wants it simple like Nike because you wear Nikes or in his case, you know, Coca-Cola because you drink Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't want you going out and buying the next great, this, you know, Oracle. Oracle is a pretty complex business investment, you know, tied towards databases and business software that the average person won't be able to wrap their head around it other than to say, I know they're doing something very high, highly skilled. Yeah, and when he typically gets into plays like that, um, you know, a lot of his deals that he does, remember, are these convertible bond deals, where it's really an issue of loaning money at a high interest rate with the ability to turn around and buy the stock if the stock rallies. So he gets funded on the interest rate side, and then he has that total upside potential if he's able to go and invest in a company that turns around. So what he's doing is he's loaning money to companies that need it, but they have a turnaround plan. And the turnaround plan makes sense to him. Which is funny because he does have a phrase out there called turnaround seldomly turn. And he's telling the average investor, don't count on the common stock being saved quickly. Don't expect the big companies made a huge mistake to be able to uh, resuscitate themselves. Like an Eastman Kodak. Mm-hmm. That's been a turnaround story for 10 plus years before going into bankruptcy. It, it never turned. It never, it never got the, the corner that they needed to get. I think this is the second time they've been in bankruptcy since you and I have been doing radio together. And another, you know, a good example of a company that just can't turn around, um, Hewlett-Packard. They're having problems turning it around. Will they? Probably. Probably. when? We don't know. So stay away from those kind of investments. How about this one? Be fearful when others are greedy. Be greedy when others are fearful. That's one of the best ones because if you look at, there's a uh, Callan Periodic Table of Investments, and you can Google it. Callan Periodic Table of Investments. How do you spell Callan? T-A-L-L-A-N. Okay. And uh, there might be an H in there, so don't. Quote me on that one, but I believe it's I believe it's not. But you go to that site and you can see that every single asset class rotates, especially on the small and mid cap and emerging market side, which has been the best returns really over the last two decades, and where two thirds of the growth is going to be coming from, which would be emerging markets over the next couple of decades. They're very volatile, and what happens? They'll spend three years at the top of the heap, the best asset class ever, and then they'll spend two to three years at the bottom, the worst asset class to be in, and so people typically look at their 401ks, and they're always buying the, the best one- and three-year average returns. You want to look at it and say, what's the 10-year average return, and has it, has it done bad the last couple of years? You typically want to buy the ones that have a really, really good 10-year average return, but they haven't done so well the last two years because that's, that's when the timing's right. When it's scary to buy it, that's when you get the highest returns. And another phrase which that leads straight into is, unless you can watch your stock decline by 50% without becoming panic-stricken, you should not be in the stock market. Well, you've got to define every investment. Is this investment a trade yep. where you're only willing to accept maybe a 7 to 10% loss? Or is this a long-term investment? And if you're buying the stock, it's got a, a dividend that's being increased. Its earnings are growing. Its revenue is growing. It's doing everything right. It's continuing a dividend increase, but it might sell off 15% because of other market issues, systemic risk issues from debt, whatever it may be. You're, you're willing to let your long-term investments fluctuate more in price because you're getting a dividend all the time that's always going up. Versus a trade that you're making that's that you're only going to get rewarded on the share price. And final topic for Warren Buffett, Chad Burton, CFP. An investor should act as though he has a lifetime decision card with just 20 punches on it. 
Do you kind of agree with that, that you know, we only invest from age 20 to 60, and you probably should treat your investment decisions as you only make 20 of them, so make them correct? Yeah, I mean, 20 investment decisions would be hard to keep it to. That's, that's you know, yeah, it's, it's a little it, limiting, isn't it? Yeah, it's... It's a little scary, but people will make the same mistakes two to three times before they figure out their their actual mistake, before they stop doing it. He's probably just saying, be, be honest with yourself and think before you jump. You know, look look before you leap. Yeah, you know, and the younger people, they just their their biggest asset is their ability to earn money, so you need to protect that and grow that with education. I mean, you've got to get highly educated in this type of an economy that we're in where the f- unemployment rate's 4% for highly educated people. You can find Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com. He is a certified financial planner. You can also find his personal website, chadburton.com, chadburton.com. I'm Rob Black. I'm talking all things financial. I'm trying to help you any way I can get to retirement. That's my goal. Sometimes I tell you things like go out and stretch your legs and Try to pursue a different career if that's what you need to do to get more money to come in. I was talking to a high schooler who was like, I want to become a billionaire to take care of my family. I'm like, dude, you need to focus on a career first. You need to focus on going to college. Like, don't get ahead of yourself. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you've got silly business ideas, that's great. I would highly, highly push you to go after a career in math or science before you say, I want to become a millionaire. You know, sometimes the best advice I can give you is things like try not to get robbed. I come from the East Coast where if you leave your iPhone on the front seat, you have a broken window when you come back. I'm seeing more of that on the West Coast. You're deductible on your window. You feel violated. It gets in your head mentally. It's not good so many ways to think about money in so many different terms. Try not to become rich overnight. This is as important as saving 10 to 15% of your salary. As important as don't get robbed. Take a break here. We'll be right back. Rob Black, your money. I'm going to repeat the first segment and the third segment. It was that kind of good. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Okay, couple things. I believe in mantras. You've heard me say the phrase numerous times. Sometimes you take a pie in the face. Sometimes you're hip deep in pie. Clearly means take some chances in life. I will ask out the most beautiful woman on the planet because... If she says yes, I could say, I asked out the most beautiful woman on the planet. I will take chances when I know that I shouldn't, because I know that's what gets you ahead. I don't mind failing. I'm really good at it. I've got a lot of practice at it. So you know that's one of my mantras. Do you have a mantra? Share it with me. Email me, robertrobblack.com. Another mantra that I have is, some bridges need to be burned. I'm totally good with that. Like, I hope for the best, but sometimes bridges need to be burned. Last segment, I said, try not to get robbed. 
There's so many ways that you can save money for retirement. One of them is don't get robbed. You know, the best thing that you can do is if you are a victim, is identify your attackers after they've attacked you. Hope that you never have to do it. You don't have to memorize a car's complete license plate number, just the last three numbers and the color of the car. Cops look for the last three numbers and the color of the car. It's a lot easier to locate a suspect's car than you think. When looking at someone that you're ultimately going to have to describe because they've attacked you, start on the outside and work in. Go with their jacket, go with their shirt, go with their tie. Describe that person to someone nearby as soon as you can. You're starting up a memory game. But if you start on the outside and work in, it's easier to remember. If someone attacks you, focus on their shoes. While they're running away from the scene of the crime, they could ditch the jacket, they could ditch the shirt, they could ditch the tie. But if they're on foot, they're not ditching the shoes. And just don't make yourself an easy target. So in the first segment, I talked a little bit about coffee. And I kind of ran out of time before I said buy Starbucks. Long-term accumulate Starbucks and have a good Thanksgiving. Make love, sweet love to your spouse and have a good Thanksgiving. Life is a lot easier than we make it. Can you get fancy and add some Asian exposure to your portfolio because the new leadership coming into China? Absolutely. But if you can't sit in on a conference call, you shouldn't be buying the latest, greatest, newest, fanciest tech stock of all time. If you can't follow it at least an hour a day, looking into S filings and quarterly filings, you shouldn't be buying stocks. Individual stocks are a pain in the butt. Now, who's the competitor to Starbucks? Probably Starbucks. Did they lose a little luster to McDonald's? Absolutely. Did Starbucks suffer during the recession? Yes. Coffee snobs, be warned. Single cup coffee is here. I love single cup coffee. I have a Keurig machine, and now I'm down to the point of begging people to buy me a single cup Starbucks machine. Espresso drinks. I don't even like espresso. I don't want an espresso maker. Because when chicks come to my place, I'll go, they'll go, ooh, an espresso maker. And I'll go, ciao, ciao, Bella. That's, that's my whole Italian. I'll have a little scooter. And uh, not a beret, probably a scarf, right? Ciao, Bella. Ciao, ciao. Tutti vita. Ciao. Pepperoni. If I have espresso, I'm cool, and I know that. Thus, I think that's going to be a hot gift this Christmas. Thus, Starbucks has never sold an espresso machine. Thus, I think you're going to see something do very well with their quarter. I think they're brewing a good quarter. Now, some purists turn their nose to single cup makers, but I'll be honest with you. Pods Coffee, how do I put this? It is such a ripoff, but it is so good, and that's so American, and that's why it's going to make a lot of money. Brew strength, flavor, and even temperature. 
131 degrees, the perfect cup. Every new machine runs on its own format of single-serve coffee pods, meaning that in most cases, when you buy a single-cup machine, you're locked in future purchases of pricey brand-specific coffee pods. I don't want to buy Green Mountain, because even though Green Mountain was cool when they had no, co- no competitors for Keurig, now they've got a competitor. It's like, I used to hate my parents buying Shasta Cola or RC Cola. Hated them. I'm like, man, my friend is Coca-Cola. Right? Like, don't make me that ghetto soda-drinking kid. So Keurig was cool when there was no competition, but Starbucks is here. The Verissimo. Verissimo. Ciao. It's going to get into your home. You're going to be making latte drinks and espressos. Having to replace the office coffee pot, which is dreadful. The whole idea of a coffee pot reused daily, it almost makes me want to... Say that standard drip makers just not there anymore. Twenty four percent of homes are equipped with a single cup coffee machine, and they're mostly Keurigs. Two point four out of ten people make up twenty four percent. No, that's that's homes, right? Twenty four percent of homes have these. But listen, this is where it gets exciting, and you're saying, "Please tell me something sexy." No, an expected one point eight billion this year in single serve coffee pods. That's a five-fold increase from $381 million in 2010. That's growth. Where do you want growth in your portfolio? Right there. I've owned Green Mountain in the past. I did well with Green Mountain in the past. I didn't stick around. Once there was a smell that Starbucks was giving the market, I'm out. Sales of single-cup coffee pods growing five-fold. Certain patents expired for the cured K-cup. That product compatible with Keurig's first-generation single-cup system. And suddenly everyone gets into it. So the rise of a single-cup brewing begs shoppers to do the math. Using one of the new single-cup machines to brew your own, it's going to cost you for a cup of coffee anywhere between 55 and $0.80. Cents. It's buck sixty-five for a tall coffee at Starbucks. That's even before you get into the latte mathematics. Verissimo is going to sell for 199 to 399. It's going to be available at 4,300 Starbucks stores and other stores. It's going to run on Starbucks' own line of coffee and espresso pods. Basically, 12 bucks for a package of 12. Verissimo's pods of powdered milk turn out creamy, sweet, and frothy steamed milk latte for a macchiato. I know you're saying, what did you say? Exactly. I got your attention to produce. The dry foam needed for cappuccino. Starbucks sells a freestanding electric frother. An electric frother. I want it so bad. If you get me like a hand crank frother, that's it. We're through. Frothing milk has posed a challenge for the single cup makers. Starbucks says home-brewed espresso drinks won't safe in sales from its coffee shops. Instead, they'll serve the customer who wants to stay in. Starbucks says 75% of its customers don't own a premium single-cup machine. Keurig, the single-cup brand from Green Mountain, insisted Americans preferred regular coffee over espresso, even though this month they introduced a single-cup espresso. So Keurig was like, ah, we're going to stick with this coffee thing because people don't really like Starbucks espressos. But now that we figured out how to froth milk electrically, we're all in. Now, the Revo froths fresh milk, which now you're starting 
starting to get way too scientific for me. Nestle, they make the Nespresso machines. I know you're saying, I won't buy it for that reason alone. You're going to call it an espresso? Would you like an espresso? Yes, please, please show me your one-bedroom apartment. Its water tank can swivel 180 degrees to fit into small spaces. It's priced at 199 bucks. For an extra 50 bucks, comes equipped with a, a pitcher system that froths fresh milk. Now, single cup coffee will change your life. It's like sliced bread instead of an artisan loaf. It's amazing. It's convenient. You can't turn bad beans into good coffee. The quality of the bean is what it's all about. I want one in my bedroom. I know you're saying you want a coffee machine, espresso machine in your bedroom? Yes. I want it so right when I wake up, I can have an espresso, even though I don't really like espressos. But I want a double shot of caffeine. I love the way coffee smells. It changes the house. It increases home value. That fact not proven. Okay, so what am I really trying to say here? I'm really trying to say there's a lot of options out there. Household ownership of coffee machines, any coffee machine is 82%. 65% of houses have a standard drip coffee pot. 24% have a single cup maker. But the growth of single cup has gone from $100 million in 2007 to $1.7 billion this year. Along the way, it goes to $100, $132 billion, $184, $381, The percolator, which is a toy that I have, is in 11% of homes. A French press, which I love French press coffee. You know, I once paid $100, I paid $60 for a cup of coffee. It was monkey butt coffee. So the monkey goes out and eats a bean, a coffee bean, not just any bean, not like a jelly bean, not like a pinto bean, but he eats a coffee bean, a lemur. And then he poops it out. And someone's job is to pick up monkey poop and find out if it's got that specially magical coffee bean in it. They only make like 100 gallons of this a year. And I had a cup of it. It was amazing. Thanksgiving is upon us, but it's Groundhog Day again on Wall Street. We look at Greece and, man, do I hate me. I hate New Age music. I hate New Age Christmas music. I hate Christmas music. I hate Greek yogurt. It's too much sugar. How do you make something wonderfully healthy, awful? Put Greek in front of it. Greek New Age musician, Yanni. So it's ground again, grease, 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 grease. We keep hearing it. It's not going to deter me from investing in the stock market. I see value. I see housing and autos doing well enough to carry this economy next year. I'm buying a big truck because I'm a man's man. When I buy said truck, I'm getting a toupee so I have more hair so I can be a man's man with more hair. I won't call it a toupee, I'll call it a toupe. Because by giving it a new name, I will inspire confidence. 
Strength today seen in energy materials and tech stocks. Weekly initial jobless claims weak, but that's according to based on problems tied towards Hurricane Sandy Duncan, sponsored by Weak Fence. Continuing claims, 3.3 million currently. Uh, 3.33 million prior. That's a big problem in America. People have been on unemployment for a long time. To me, it's like feeding a bear. I know you're saying, uh-oh, here comes one of his capitalist right-wing agenda points. Now, I just don't like feeding bears because they keep coming back. I got a raccoon problem. I know you're saying, did you have a raccoon at your last house? I did. I think it's the same raccoon. The other night he got into my garage and was eating dog food. Made the wonder dogs bulk dog food. It was my fault. It was trash night. I forgot to close the garage. Amazing, the wonder dog goes, bark, bark, bark. So I go to the garage. Because I'm like, did I forget to close the garage? It's like four in the morning. Staring me face to face. A six foot, five inch tall raccoon. With the biggest, meanest fangs you've ever seen with blood dripping off them. And you know what? He's coming back again, even though I keep the garage closed. He'll be in the yard. He'll look for grubs in my yard, because I've got a beautiful yard. Grubs like living in my yard. I keep feeding this raccoon grubs, and sometimes I forget to close the garage and get to the dog food. Damn you, raccoon. You are my nemesis. And unlike Dancing with Wolves, at the end, I won't go, you are my friend, raccoon. You've always been my friend. He's my nemesis, and I, I feed him. It's my fault. I should go out there and hit him with a baseball bat. Just boom. But instead I scream. I shut the door. Because when you see a six foot five inch tall raccoon, it freaks you out with bloody fangs. Weaker men tremble. And then I open the door and he's gone. And he's laughing while he's leaving. Laughing as he goes down the street. Earlier this week I said... When I die, I want this raccoon to dig me up and drag me through the streets, thus pissing off my neighbors one last time. I've got a vehicle that's 12 years old, 11 years old, and it squeals when I start it up because it's just, it squeals. A lot of things around me squeal, okay? Okay, do you know what I'm saying? 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 It squeals. So my neighbors hate me at a party I threw. Said neighbor goes... I haven't heard your squealing truck recently. What's up? I'm like, I'm just driving it less. It's getting old. I'm fond of it. But I'm getting ready to give it to PETA, along with dead raccoon, if I ever hit raccoon. Uh-oh, my mechanic friend's online, too, saying that I have a loose belt. How can he see my pants? I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. Okay, 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 okay. So the longer I feed this six-foot-five raccoon, the more likely he's coming back. Same thing with unemployment claims. I hate the fact that people are unemployed for more than three months. Because you get used to watching more of And you, you're like, don't let that... It's not... It's one of three dads. It's like, don't let it be the one that's going to hit the baby. Don't let it be the one that hits the baby. Let it be the sweet guy. It draws you in every single time. You, but you have to watch the ending... You have to watch out who's the father. It's a big reveal. Until it's you. And then you're not watching the ending. Oh, we have so much to talk about. 
Let's start the show over right now. Welcome in to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Hasbro is standing by Elmo amidst the underage sex scandal. Hasbro is having problems right now as kids want tablet computers and not tickle me Elmo. Notre Dame-Alabama championship game could draw $2 billion in bets. $2 billion in bets. Banks are hiring right now for home loans as the U.S. rebounds. USA. USA. I don't know if you ever got a chance to see it, but if you can go back and you play it really loud, U.S. against Russia, semifinals, not even the finals of 1980. It's one of those things that will make you proud to be an American. And you'll probably likely sing, and I'm proud to be an American on Thanksgiving with your family. Black Friday has turned into an arms race that I think will backfire. Too many deals, too often. Did I mention that I don't like Yanni because he's Greek? Or because he does New Age music? Which one do you think it is? John Deere was an eh quarter. I like buying great storied franchises like Notre Dame when they're eh. If you could invest it in Notre Dame four years ago, it would have been a good value. Now you're overpaying. Same thing with Deere. You want to buy great franchises when they're underperformers. They dominate 50% of the agricultural market for big things that push dirt around. I think they're going to be in business the day I die. As long as people eat. Unless we come up with non-edible, edible food. Yeah, like that's going to happen. Talk to you soon. It's Rob Black and your money. I love you. Love your families. Be good to each other. And don't stress. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.